Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Fightful.com. It is November 8th, 2021. We've got a lot of stuff coming your way this week. Uh, prediction show on Tuesday, post-NXT, post-AEW, the distraction. We've got uh, full gear on Saturday. We've just got so much stuff. But right now, we're here to review Monday Night Raw. we got an interview with Switchblade Jay White. I'm going to plug that in a bit because we have some news on Fightful Select right now. But we've got Denise Salcedo. Denise out there pew, 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 shooting on people. Nobody that matters, but Denise, how you doing? Yeah, you old broad. You know, this broad is doing pretty well, I gotta say. This this old feminist broad is doing great. <laughs> well, I mean, until you're how old are you now? Oh, thanks, Sean. Making me reveal my age now. Well, actually, everybody knows my age. I'm not this people that hide it. 29. Whoa, way, way too old to be an on-screen talent. Yeah, here. you know, technically, Sean, you should have already put me out to pasture. Why haven't you gotten, you know, my mm. replacement that is younger and more thriving and more full of life? Oh, God, what a I'm dork. Four years, I'm four years past the limit, Sean. Four yeah. years. Well, guys, please leave a thumbs up. Tap that bell for notifications. I have an interview with Switch, Switchblade Jay White today. I've got an interview, hopefully an AEW interview Friday, assuming all things go smoothly and nothing. Must be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right before I take off for the airport, which uh, that, that'll be fun. But check it out, guys. Leave a thumbs up. Uh, you can check out the link posted at the top of our chat to donate a humper chat. That's what we encourage. It's over on Streamlabs. Denise, you love the humper chats, don't you? It just makes me so mad that you were literally trying to steal the idea whoa, that whoa, I whoa, had whoa. for my little camel emoji. Whoa, 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 I'm whoa. still mad about that. This has nothing to do with your goddamn emojis. No, but I'm still mad about it. And and what did you piggyback off of for those? Denise? Yeah, but you should have said like, hey, so because I did this, Denise did this little thing. You know, I deserve a little piece of credit for that. That's always what Denise deserves. You're yes. living on borrowed time as it is, Denise. <laughs> like you're about to die of old age pretty soon. 
Uh, but donate, donate a humper chat. Uh, and that actually lets uh, Fightful keep more uh, YouTube takes a big percentage. You can still donate super chats, but we encourage the humper chats. Raw, what'd you think of it, Denise? I thought it was better than last week's Raw. I thought there were three matches that I liked today a whole lot. Uh, two that I liked the most. One that I thought was pretty decent, but overall I thought it was a better show than last week's show. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty solid. It seems like there's a conscious effort to not do a bunch of rematches on this show, which about time, Denise. I'm starting to feel it. I think there's been a couple of fresh matchups, I will say. And they've been pretty they've been pretty nice to see pop up, you know, randomly on the show. And this was one of them. The only thing that I think now that Raw is missing, it's more so like big stories, you know? Like I haven't I don't feel like there's like a big, big story where yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm tuning in because I need to see what's happening with this story. Uh that's the only thing that I would say. Well, not the only thing. That's that's going too far. That's one of the things I would say the show is missing is really just now a big story to really keep you engaged. Cause I don't really think they have that just yet. I think they're searching for it. They just haven't found it just yet. Well, if you're looking for some great stories, check out Fightful Magazine. At FightfulMag.com, articles on Darby Allen. Shaza McKenzie wrote for us. Taylor Hendricks wrote for us. Did a great tribute to Daphne Unger. Uh, we've got articles on the return of Becky Lynch, uh, Joshi Pro. I interviewed Dominic Mysterio. We've also got wrestling mega fans, retro gaming, and lots more. Physical and digital editions available now. Check it out. FightfulMag.com. Let's get into Raw. Anakin says, just wanted to give a shout out to Denise. You know why. <laughs> And Dante says, for Denise dealing with Twitter trolls, uh, don't come for Denise because she will dog walk you trolls. Denise, I was so proud of you. But uh, Yeah, and you know what's funny is that I messaged you and I was like, Sean, I chose violence. I was <laughs> I so happy. Gonna, I honestly thought you were going to get mad. Oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to be like, Denise, why did you respond? You're better than that, this uh, and that. No, absolutely I, I chose not. violence, Sean. I chose no. violence. For once no. in my life, I decided to stand up for myself. If you let people walk all over you and they get away with it, then other people will see that. Um, but there are some people that it is important that you dunk on, you teabag, and then you never give them the attention again because they're really drives them nuts. Now, Sean, I got to give you some credit here because I'm respectful and I give credit where credit is due. And I got to thank you for the last two years of torturing me on this show because I was able, that was my training. So thank you very much. I was finally able to stand up for myself. You did good. Ken says you were right. Jody threat rules. She does rule. She is going to do really, really well. Uh, Orlando Arrego says, Raw was different tonight. It didn't feel very long. More on the match length. Oh, it did feel very long. More on the match length. It always feels long to me, Denise. It, it always feels like it's taking, like it takes the full three hours. So today I literally came home three minutes after Raw started and I had the option of uh, be three minutes behind or start watching live. I started, I decided to skip the first three minutes and just watch live. But I think around six o'clock, I will say this, like the first hour of Raw, I did not really care for. But once it hit to like six o'clock, I think that's when the show started picking up. 
up, which is usually quite the opposite. Usually like the first hour of Raw is pretty decent and the second hour is kind of where like I die a slow death. And then third, the third hour is where I'm like, okay, at least we know we're going to get a decent main event and all of that. But usually like the hour and a half, like in the middle is kind of a little bit hard to get through. And today it was quite the opposite. I actually thought like that like chunk period of chunk, like chunk of time was actually one of the strongest of the show. Felice says violence, street justice. Fear and loathing in New York says didn't watch Raw. This is strictly a Denise appreciation post. If it's wrestling, making fun of the Bengals, getting muted, or even Taylor Swift, we all appreciate your hard work and passion. Thank you, Denise. SRS, you're not so bad yourself. Woof. Woof. Well, let's talk about the matches. RK Bro and Street Profits versus AJ Omos and the Dirty D-Wags, Denise. <laughs> So, I mean, the match was like, all right, this was to highlight Omos. That's that's what it was. But I didn't miss anything by missing this match. One thing I did like about it, um, like Riddle was really hammering Omos with some stuff, like really, really hammering Omos. Uh, but I like that the heels had the friction because it's very, it's a lot more believable to me that like four jerks have trouble getting along as opposed to the baby faces. Didn't seem like you were too keen on this one. Oh, you could tell already. I haven't even said anything. Ah, I can tell. Oh, you can tell? Yeah, I'm sorry. But so when this match ended, I thought it was like a 40-something minute match because that's exactly what this felt like to me. And I think it was like 22 minutes. So it was half the time that I thought it was. But here's the thing. Like, there's multiple reasons why I wasn't necessarily into this match. So first and foremost, right off the bat, I don't expect much out of an eight-man tag because I already know what we're going to get. I know we're going to get, you know, a couple of moments here and there. I know we're going to get a bunch of guys standing around. So I already know what to expect. But on top of this, I just didn't think, given the length of this match and given the how much time they gave it, they didn't give me enough moments during this match where I thought, oh, this is good. No, instead, the entire time, I was waiting for it to get good. So I did didn't feel that given the amount of time that it took up on the show, I didn't think it gave me enough satisfying moments. And the finish, the finish was okay. But even then, it just wasn't enough for me to be like, you know what, this was an awesome way to kick off the show. I actually thought this was a terrible way to kick off the show. I would have put this match in that, like, usually in that middle hour where that's like my hardest time to watch the show, but not at the top of the match. For me, this did not, this kind of took me out of the show and it completely took me out of the first hour. But with that being said, there were a, a couple of moments that I liked from this match. One was pretty much any time you see Matt Riddle and AJ Styles interact, you usually get good stuff there. I love Matt Riddle essentially kicking AJ Styles like nonstop, trying to get himself out of the Styles clash. I thought that was probably one of my uh, I like that. I liked that. Then I did like how pissed off Omaz got when um, got it, Dolph Ziggler tagged himself in when he was trying to tag AJ Styles. See, and like you talk about this match essentially being to like put over Omaz. I didn't even really feel that way in towards like the, the towards the until towards the end of the match. Like it did not come as clear to me that this was the 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 motive throughout this entire match. So for me, it did not hit home. Like it didn't hit home where there wasn't enough good moments. There wasn't enough good spots in this match to really carry it forward. Um, and that, it was just way too long, in my opinion. It was way too long for, for a lot not to happen. 
Chris Hart says, Raw was whatever, but the dialogue during the backstage segments was cringe. What did you think about the dialogue that we saw backstage with Riddle and AJ? Bezos says their chemistry is unexplainably good. I, I like them as an act. I really do. In terms of Riddle and AJ? Uh, or all of them say? backstage, yeah. Anybody oh, backstage. oh, okay, okay. Well, usually, like, their backstage stuff, for me, it's always the exact same thing, though. Like, for me, it's usually, like, the Riddle stuff is usually hit or miss some weeks. This week, like, there wasn't a moment where I thought, huh, that's funny. I didn't have one of those moments, unfortunately. We have Ken Shiro saying, attended my first wrestling show yesterday, Beyond Wrestling and WWR's Reverse the Curse, and it's amazing how much better it was in WWE. Hey, we, we encourage you guys to... Like whatever you want by by all means. KE775 says, decent show. Any news on what's up with Tegan Knox? Is she the latest NXT star to get mothballed along with Tony Storm? It certainly seems so. I mean, they drafted a whole bunch of people that they, were, they, they released, which we didn't even talk about. But there's a whole bunch of people that they just released, and there's a whole bunch of people that they just don't even use, Denise. It's very frustrating to watch unfold. It's been very interesting. And I think like, I know we didn't talk about the releases, but like when I was talking about the releases, one of the major things that was very noticeable is that almost every person that got released, almost not all of them, but almost a good chunk of them, you can say, I know why. And it wasn't, or not, I know why, but I saw it coming. There were a few where like, even though I thought they were going to give them a second chance or a third chance or however many chances, I still can see why they did it. And that's not, I'm not agreeing with it. It's just like, I can see why, which is very unfortunate. Like the whole thing with Frankie Monet, that one was the most obvious one for me. Like when they, when, you know, as somebody that watches NXT 2.0 every week, like I saw what they were doing with her and I saw the way that they were presenting her and like, I was just thinking this is not going to necessarily end well. They're not seeing the potential in her that mm -hmm. they should be seeing. And then, you know, with Scarlett Bordeaux, you know, we haven't seen her with Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross was surprising. But the reason why I could say that I saw it coming was because I'm trying to put myself in their brain. And when they didn't see that, you know, he was necessarily going over with the crowds and we all know why he wasn't going over with the crowds. So they stripped him of everything that was working for him. And then they gave him that weird mask thing. But it was just kind of like, it, it's very unfortunate. It's almost like, okay, well, we didn't have any ideas for you. So this isn't going to work out. And then Keith Lee, I know that there's all these, you know, rumors circulating around about why they did what they did with Keith Lee. But at the same time, it's like, well, that one was obvious, too, because it just didn't seem like from the moment he went up to the main roster, it didn't seem like he was clicking there at all. So in that sense, you can say like, oh, I saw it coming. But at the end of the day, all of these were, you know, pretty surprising. Same thing for Nia Jax. You know, how many times weren't we on this show talking about how Nia Jax is constantly protected over and over? And, you know, we kept like saying, like, why are they protecting Nia Jax? Why are they protecting Nia Jax? Well, we technically never got an official payoff to that, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like. Yeah, it's a little bit it's surprising, but then if you're if you're seeing what they're doing with certain talents, it's not that surprising. Joel Wood says there were 18 releases, about 15 of them either haven't been used or you wouldn't know were employed if their names weren't made public. Um that's not true. That's not true. Carrying Cross. Well, but Keith Lee, Nia Jax, there there's there's a lot Scarlet people knew these people existed. It's just they didn't use them. 
I would say like Jeet Rama, you know, he's obviously yes. one of them. And unless yeah. you watched NXT 2.0, Zeta Ramir, and I, I'm, I'm blanking right on a couple of other ones, but there were some where I'm like, okay, if you didn't watch NXT 2.0, then probably like, you knew, you knew what it'd know. Alicia said, Denise Molly whopped that. Oh, uh, give it. What does Molly whopped mean? Call, uh, whooped, whooped their ass. Um, Colin Matrol would be probably kind. Uh, Orlando Arrego says the backstage segment seemed like it was written 10 minutes before raw. You can tell from the Ray interview. They weren't, uh, we had the plans about 30, 40 minutes before raw. So I can tell you that wasn't the case, but Dominic and Ray are backstage and Kevin Owens approaches. And he's like, Hey, you guys believe me. Right. And Ray's like, sure, sure. bud. uh, gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> you know what this <laughs> reminded funny. me of Sean? What? This you know when someone gets canceled and you're like oof I don't want to associate myself with mm -hmm. that person because they got canceled and you're like I want nothing to do with this person that's exactly what this backstage segment with Kevin Owens and Rey Mysterio felt like where Rey Mysterio was kind of like oh I don't really want to be associated with you also I got some other stuff going on I gotta go peace and and, and it kind of it was kind of silly though because why would Kevin Owens go up to them knowing that they're they're just about to go out and do their own thing so I think it didn't make sense in the in Kevin Owens's character it didn't make sense for him to go and approach them as they're about to go out and do their job like if Kevin Owens doesn't know any better the nerd guru says if somehow in the next 85 days Miro's become Miro becomes world champion or TNT champion again give me Keith Lee dethroning him as a mega baby face big man well I mean he's got to sign with the company first but I would imagine that uh, probably like three or four of those people are going to get signed by uh, AEW. Denise, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, honestly, like Ember Moon, I think like she's definitely one of those, like one of the people that I could see going to AEW. Uh, same thing with Frankie Monet. I think that she would be, she would add so much to that women's division. And for the men, like, you know, I don't know. I think if, I think he flee just because like he's so likable, but at the same time, I'm just, it's, I'm not that confident, Sean, in saying, oh, these people might end up like speaking with AEW. I'm not that confident in saying that because usually all the people that I thought were going to go to AEW haven't necessarily yeah. gone to AEW. And secondly, it's not like they necessarily need more people like they are overflowing with talent and they don't need any more talent. So I, I almost like when it comes to the women, though, it's a different picture because I do think they need more experienced women on the roster just to add more depth to it. But and even then they've done so much more with their women's roster where now even they have a lot of, you know, just looking at that TBS women's tournament, you see a lot of the women that they have available right now but i still think that they can use people like like i said amber and uh frankie monet that i do think could be an asset there anakin says the number of people that get bad mouthed after getting released tells me what the real issue was and it's not being hard to work with buddy let me tell you it ain't a coincidence that that's when all these reports come out they were difficult to work with they were difficult to work with you know what reports were coming out before Creative doesn't have anything for them. Creative doesn't have any plans for them. And then that's what's emerging right now. It's creative didn't have any real plans for them. Denise Catalina, Katrina Cortez, was brought up in late 2019 to Raw. And we're like, man, 
that's random. She's like 19 years old. Why is she brought up? Sinkara told me, oh, it was just to lose to Andrade and Zelina. They had no plans for us. He said that he went to Paul Heyman after that. And he's like, hey, so like, are there plans for us? And Paul Heyman looked at him and said, I'm going to be honest with you. Your character's dead. And he asked for his release. They had yeah. no plans. None. They were on their third reboot of Karrion Cross. And you know what? I think this one might have worked. The Sean O'Hare, a devil's advocate. I'm not telling you anything you didn't already know, but he maybe have that planned ahead of time, Denise. It's just, it's hard though. I will say this. I think like when you do so many reboots, reboots of somebody, it mm -hmm. kind of sucks because when you've already told your audience, we're not that sure about this person. Like just speaking for Karrion Cross's case, when you when you you've kind of already conditioned the people not to care because, like again, he had that you know embarrassing loss as NXT champion on his debut on the main roster. Then after that, you put him in this goofy you know character whatever gear you want to call it whatever you want to call that thing that he was doing so it's like okay now they're doing something different that may have worked right but unfortunately because everything that you did prior now kind of conditioned the audience to say well we don't really care about this guy because we can tell that you know you we don't really know what's going on with him which is kind of sucky because if maybe they would have given him more time with that you know new reboot that new version of what he was doing it may have worked but now we're not going to know and it just sucks because you know it was kind of already like well you kind of told the audience you shouldn't care about this guy so the Rey Mysterio segment they go out to the ring and Adam Pierce is there and Adam Pierce this is the weirdest shit Denise yeah. he says so I'm looking up and down that raw team and uh, my god they're all former champions except for Dominic <laughs> except for Dominic and I want the Raw team to win. Which I asked, Denise, why? Sonya's there on Raw, too. He runs Raw and SmackDown. Why does he care who wins? What incentive is there that we're given? Well, did you see my joke that I made on your Twitter feed? I said because he can't coexist with himself. I know, I did. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was good. I'll give you credit thank for you, that. Thank you. I appreciate it. But, okay, here's my yeah. situation. It's like... This doesn't make sense, though, in terms of why would you announce? And I'm not defending like, oh, you should keep. I, I think Bobby Lashley being part of the Survivor Series team is a way better pick than Dominic. But story wise, just for the sake of argument, why would you put why would you say, OK, Dominic's going to be in this? OK, here we go. We make it the announcement on social media, et cetera. Right. And then all of a sudden the next night be like, well, you know what? Maybe not. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, why would you put him there in the first place? Like, instead, why wouldn't you do qualifying matches? Why wouldn't you do something? Because even later on, when we had that backstage segment with the girls in the locker room and they're all fighting about, like, why this person got a shot and why this person didn't get a shot, you wouldn't be having these arguments if you would have actually made some sort of effort to put some qualifying matches. Because when we were seeing the women argue, like, Nikki Ash was literally, she had a point. She was like, hey out of you guys like i'm here i'm a former raw women's champion you know i'm a tag team champion on top of that why wasn't i included and it's not like if sonya could be like turn around and be like well because you lost to so and so no there's no answer for her they didn't even give her an answer so it's almost like it doesn't make sense and i'm not defending that dom should have been in this match 
I do think it's better to have Bobby Lashley in this match, but that's not the point. Why would you name him and then go back on your word afterwards? It doesn't make sense. Joel Wood says, well, Sean, you said you wanted a qualifying match. Adam Pierce says, I got your qualifying match. <laughs> he sure did. Oh, boy. <sighs> Brandon Charles Powell says, for my own entertainment, Adam Pierce on SmackDown now needs to say he wants SmackDown to win. That would be funny if he did that. Well, he brings out Bobby Lashley, who has MVP with him. MVP has been gone for a while. Lashley's been gone since Crown Jewel. And Lashley beat that ass. Oh, my God, he beat Dominic's ass. This was the squash it probably needed to be. He beat up Ray. He beat up Dominic. He just destroyed them repeatedly. My God. Am I going to sound vicious if I say that the, the attack could have been better? I, I mean, go by, by all means, have at it. Okay, because there is like like at the start of this match, like they kind of you know obviously they they kind of I didn't know if they were gonna pull like an I didn't think they were gonna pull an upset, but I kind of felt like they were working this match like if he was gonna pull an upset, like if Dominic was gonna pull an upset on Bobby Lashley because he did kind of get a little bit of the best of Bobby Lashley at the very you know beginning of this match, and I didn't necessarily like that. I didn't like that because I had to suspend my disbelief because there was no way that I was buying that at any point in any given time was Dominic going to get the best of Bobby Lashley I was not going to buy it so I didn't like how that got started I honestly think that it should have been a, a faster uh more hard-hitting squash and I'm sorry I just I just thought it it just didn't us I've seen worse I've seen worse like I wanted to feel sympathy for Dominic like the beating was so bad I wanted to feel sympathy because you've seen that like it doesn't matter if, like if you're a fan of somebody but if you see them get a beating so bad you might even gain a little bit of sympathy for them I didn't feel that way here so I do think the beating could have been a lot more dramatized or dramatized Bobby Lashley dramatized. beat that ass Orlando Orego says I'd like to see Rey Mysterio versus Bobby Lashley I think it's gonna happen uh WWE has been pretty good on Raw the last couple of weeks about setting up a match for one week then setting up a match for the next week. We saw it with Big E. I'm sure he's going to face Otis very soon. Um, but I, I, it's been very different, Denise, seeing WWE be like, yeah, we're going to set this up and we've got something ready that makes sense and it's not a cold match on Raw. I'm not used to this, so I'm way more excited than I should be for something so elementary. This should have been how it's this should have been the norm for years, Denise. Okay, so when they do decide to do Rey Mysterio, Bobby Lashley, and if they work that like where they I'm pretty sure they're going to have Bobby Lashley just brutalize him. I want to circle back to this match where I want to show you the difference between Dom taking a beating and Rey Mysterio taking a beating. I want to circle back to that. Remind me. Well, we have Orlando Arrego saying the backstage segment seems like it was written. Oh, okay, we read that super chat. Our mods got to do better at uh, at snatching Damn, that up. Calling out our mods on the air. That is. I just mean, so it's, mean, it's hey, I'll mute you too, Denise. We got to keep the the things moving here. Shot Kid Twenty Nine says off topic, but been bugging me since the releases. But got to ask, do you guys think NXT UK is long for this world? It doesn't look promising. Uh, it hasn't looked promising in a very long time. And I'm sorry because I know that NXT UK has had some gems. They've had some gem matches. They've had some gem performers coming out of that. But, I mean, it's been like, 
I, I haven't even made the effort unless someone, unless, be, unless, you know, the whole, like when they had Ilya, uh, Dragunov and Walter, unless there's hype that much about something, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch NXT UK because I already know that it's not, it doesn't necessarily in the grand scheme of things matter in terms of like the shows that I'm talking about in terms of like the grand scheme of like the WWE universe, like, I'm sorry. I just, I know what it's there for. And that's it. Phil Felice said that Denise got a taste of blood now craves more. That's why she wants to see the beating even worse. I'm sorry. It wasn't a good enough beating, Sean. I've seen some sick beatings, man. This wasn't it. Please tell me there's somebody out there in this universe that agrees with me, man. Nurguru says thought for sure. This was the Miz happy. It's not. Yeah. I I think they're giving him a, couple more weeks off. Mr. Andrew said that clip of Vince complimenting Keith Lee from a year ago in that 24 hurt me even more. What happened? Vince happened. He changes his mind all the damn time. Also, Keith Lee's health stuff happened. Couldn't have predicted that. Um, apparently, he's he paid his own medical bills. I'm going to find out some more about that because that's a little weird to me. Yikes. Yeah. Joel Wood says, if NXT UK goes away, what guns of Walter? He seems to not want to stay in America at all, so that would seem to cancel out a move to NXT or Raw SmackDown. If he didn't want to move to America, then I would have to say he probably just wouldn't be with WWE anymore, Denise. Wait, so when is Walter's contract up? Like, when's that whole deal? We don't know. know. Okay, well, then I don't have an answer because I want to see. And because I know that he doesn't necessarily want to do the whole traveling and, you know, move and all of that. I get that and I respect that. But selfishly, selfishly, I want, but see, he wouldn't even, that, okay, never mind. I'm going to take this back. No, I have no selfish feelings because he's not, it's not the same NXT. So he's not going to go there. Ron SmackDown, it's not going to be promising. So, so, Sean, why do you look so serious? Denise, Denise, maybe just keep talking. I've okay. got a lot, I do I'm a lot sorry. of things at once. You look very <laughs> serious right now and it spooked it's, me. It's, it's okay. Go ahead, Denise. Okay, I'll continue on. I'm sorry. Apologies to all the viewers. Um, <laughs> I, terms- love it. I love it when people bring the show to a screeching halt. I love it. It's my favorite thing. My apologies. Okay, I'm already, okay, whatever. So in terms of Walter, it's like, I don't know. Like if I did, like if selfishly I didn't want him to be on Raw and SmackDown, I still don't know that it would be like the right thing to do. You know, it just wouldn't yeah. be the right thing. Her guru says was live at 268 UFC 268. I think Chris Barnett would be a fine wrestler whose finisher is that absolutely vicious roundhouse kick. I love that people are discovering Chris uh, Beast Boy Barnett. That's I didn't expect him to ever be in the UFC. Never, ever, never expected that. Uh, Buzz says, I have not watched a WWE show in a few months and now only kept up through your reviews, but is there any news on Elias? I was kind of excited to see where he's going. I don't have anything he's on dead. him. He, <laughs> he wasn't. Jackson Riker's the only person who knows where his body's at. He wasn't, uh, he wasn't getting, or he wasn't in the draft pool. Shot Kid 29 asked a question that I had already answered on the stream. Gosh, Sean, you're so mean today. I'm Can not I just mean. Say, you I just wanted moderator. You I yelled- just wanted it deleted, Denise, because I already read it on the stream. JoJo said, Denise and Sean, what's with the lack of qualifying matches? Uh, called it out. It makes Survivor Series more meaningless than it already is. This is something that, 
like why not why not have matches that add some stakes to things maybe did you didn't did you mute yourself no, you muted me i accidentally muted you you accidentally you were like i don't like people oh that bring God. this show to a screeching halt and here i am trying to give some feedback and you mute me all right my god john do you think that maybe the reason why they didn't want to do qualifying matches because maybe in their mind they're like well we just got off of doing two tournaments and now getting into doing qualifying matches maybe they didn't want to do that that doesn't i mean i'm just trying to find a why pardon me if it's a dumb why i'm just trying to find a reason i i don't have a reason or do you think maybe it was just too close between the draft and survivor series and not having time to do the qualifying matches i'm trying to find a reason here Work with me. I, I there is no reason. I mean, maybe in in one of them, it's there's not a lot of women on the roster, but that's a problem they created, Denise. Hmm. I mean, maybe there could have been a way where they tied in the tournament, the Queen's Crown tournament, into Survivor Series. I mean, they could have gotten creative. This is yeah. scripted. They could have maybe been like, you know, you make it all the way here. I don't know. I'm I'm reaching here. I'm trying to find a way. But I honestly think that's the reason why they didn't do it because they had the Queen's Crown tournament. They didn't want to have to do more of those matches. James Nepper says, I do have to agree with Denise on the Bobby beating. He did just have the match with Goldberg. I expected something drastic from Dom. I mean, it was a sustained beating. Like he... He brought him back and then like threw him down. Like I thought it was pretty good, but okay, throwing the guy down. Woohoo! Big applause, please. I need more. Man, Veer's coming, Denise. Do you care? <sighs> no, I'm sorry, Veer. I'm very sorry. I'm. Pre- well, you never know. I might become the biggest Veer fan in like a couple of months, but right now it ain't happening. My God. Well. Kevin Owens is backstage trying to convince people that he's a good person. To me, this was foreshadowing an awful lot, but I still didn't know if he was genuine. I still wasn't sure if he was genuine. We'll we'll circle back to this. But we've got Big E taking on... Actually, actually backstage. Sorry, I need to, to specify. Austin Theory also got in on the action about Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio was not happy about the Dominic beatdown. And he was stumbling over his words and all that. And then Austin Theory came and took a picture with him. So we got that. Backstage, we've got Seth Rollins approaching Chad Gable and Big E, or Chad Gable and Otis. And Chad Gable's new thing is, well, he's graduated from Full Sail University and he's valedictorian. And they reference it a lot. For all the times that they, they keep on saying, oh, well, Chad Gable talks about it all the time. They brought it up a lot, too. And I was like, I think you guys are undermining the point here. But this match with Big E, it's a match I hadn't seen before. And I loved it. It was it was a lot of fun. What'd you think of it? So this was one of the matches that I said at the top that I loved two matches and I liked one of the matches. And this was the one that was up there that I really liked. Uh, Big E and Chad Gable. First of all, fresh. Okay, cool. You already know that both of these guys, their styles are going to mesh very well together in the ring. I love the start of the match because they just got like right yeah. into it. And at this point in the show, we had only gotten the eight man, the Dom Bobby Lashley thing. This was the first thing 
on the show that I was interested in where I said, okay, you know what? Let me sit up now, you know, because I was I was chilling. I was laying down while I was watching. And the second this came up, I was like, all right, I'm going to sit up now because this is where the show is starting to get good. And from this point on is where I felt the show really changed the course. Uh, not really changed the course, but it got better. It got better. And this match itself was part of the reason why I really liked it. Um, the moments that I liked during this match was uh, you see Biggie do that splash onto Chad Gable where he always does right at the, you know, the, the, the edge of the ring. But I like that they did like the slow motion. They recapped it in the slow motion version. It kind of just looked a lot better. I really like that. Um, I like the ending uh, with Biggie winning with the big ending. I thought that was cool. And I also liked this, uh, the moment after the match where you see that stare down between Biggie and Otis, because even though Otis, they've had made a mean and grumpy and really, he's been shown right but there's not really like a bigger story to it i feel like this could be something good with biggie and otis especially because you have yeah. that tease of the you know these two big guys and otis just looks mean and nasty and you're like all right i want to see what he's gonna you know do and bring to the table if he goes at it with biggie so i liked that tease i thought that for the most part the match itself was good and I like the tease at the end so i thought this was a win-win and this was finally the point of the show where i got interested this match ruled. We got to see a lot of uh, what Chad Gable can do. And this is why you have talented people like that. If you're going to have them lose, do like what Ricochet did last week. Have them in positions where they look good and other people look good. And that's what I want to see. That that belly-to-belly -belly suplex on Big E was amazing. Orlando Arego says, love that WWE is giving Chad some one-on-one -on -one matches. I wonder why Otis hasn't wrestled in a while. Let me look and see how long it's been since Otis has wrestled. I would he imagine on SmackDown, but I don't think he's wrestled yet on Raw, has he? Yeah, he wrestled. Uh, he wrestled a couple weeks ago. He wrestled um, on October 25th. But so was it wrestled. on Raw? Yeah, he did the uh, top contender triple threat match. So he's wrestled. Uh, but I would imagine he's going to face Big E next. I think that's where they're they're leaning towards, and they should. And they set it up. So I, I love that. Yeah, I, I was that. a fan of that. I think that would be a good thing to do. Omar says that Denise likes seeing children in pain. That's amazing. I do. Screw them children. Joel Wood says, as far as Keith Lee's medical bills, were they injury related? Because my job doesn't cover injuries unrelated to work, but I don't know how that works for independent contractors. Buddy, they should have paid him. They should have paid his medical stuff. It, it, I don't give a damn. They are out there putting their lives on the line in the ring, their health on the line in the ring, pay and their damn medical bills. Don't they normally do, Sean? Right? If it's an injury in the ring. but Okay. Jambeard says, Kitty goes meow, hashtag grossy posse. Don't know what that means. Micah Newby says, unrelated to Raw, but what was that Three Musketeers buyer's tweet earlier? Denise, do you ever eat Three Musketeers? I love Three Musketeers. What, do you have a problem with Three Musketeers? Oh, they're so good. They got just the right amount of chocolate and they're soft and mushy on the inside. And if you put them in the refrigerator and they get cold, okay. ooh, really good. I've heard that refrigerated, they're better off. Every chocolate refrigerated is better off. Oh, and sour gummy worms. Always put them in the refrigerator. Tip, life hack, you'll appreciate it. I just think that... It's odd that somebody was like, okay, Snickers, greatest candy bar there is. Let's take half the ingredients of it and just run with it. It just ain't that good. 
It just because some good. people don't want all of that stuff and some people are allergic to like peanuts and stuff. So like, man, Sean, like, some people might not want all the extra bedazzlement. And who made, I don't think Snickers is the best candy bar. I'm just saying. What do you I think just, the best is? What do you think the best is? Well, it depends on what day you ask me because I think Hershey's with almonds is delicious. But I also love the uh, the white chocolate Reese's Pieces butter. But I also love Rolo. But I also love Musketeers. And I oh. also love Milky Way. And I do also love Snickers. And oh, oh, there's more. I like more. Oh, World's Finest Chocolate. You know, the ones that the kids sell at school. Those are good, too. The almond oh. flavors those are bomb. Oh. What? Oh, I also like Baby oh. Ruth and Butterfinger. Butterfinger is good too. My God. <laughs> I think I, oh, I hate Kit Kat. I hate Kit Kat. All the rest I love. Nerd Drew says, Alex brought up a great point in Sour Graps. How the hell will they have a 30-woman rumble? They fire so many women. So like half legends then? Yeah, they can have legends. They can have NXT, Raw, SmackDown. I'll do respect to Alex, but it's very, very easy for them to do that. Very easy. Damn, now you're calling out Alex? You're on a row, Sean. I mean, I, I just... My God. Uh, Jeff L says 60K for Fightful, 100K, we coming for you. What? We appreciate it. We got 60K subscribers. Oh, yay, nice. Russell says, Sean, do you know why WWE has avoided Northern Ireland Ireland, in their recent UK tours? I don't. I'm sorry. Uh, Brent Lockman says Mars is superior. I have nothing to add to raw. You guys rule though. We don't have Mars bars here. I don't think, I think that's other com countries, but I think it's like the same as Milky way here. I don't, I don't know. know. Freddie says seeing Lashley turn someone inside out is the stuff I like to see. It is very, very satisfying, but we saw Reginald against Drake Maverick and some wild stuff unfolded here. Denise Corey Graves won the 24 seven title. Byron Saxton won it, and it just hot potatoed all around. You rolled your eyes at this. Why is that? No, I was trying to do the Undertaker thing where my eyes go all the way back. Um, this was harmless. It's just the same thing, though, Sean. I, I was expecting. No, no, I wasn't expecting. I was hopeful we were going to get a fun little matchup between Reggie and Drake. And it was a fun mini matchup. But then it turns into everything that it always is with the 24-7 championship. It's always the same people. At least this time they spiced it up with, um, with Byron and with Corey. So that was a little fun. Um, but honestly, my favorite part was literally Jimmy Smith's reaction where he was just kind of like, this is what I'm doing. Great. Look at my, my coworkers this is what they doing. And I like how he sold it. Cause he was basically like saying like, I'm the only professional here. You know, that, 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 that was cute. That was funny. Other than that, I, I, I don't care that much. I mean, what was your reaction when you saw Corey Graves roll him up? With, were you surprised at all? I mean, he hasn't done anything like that ever. Yeah, since, since he left. I was a little surprised. I was like, okay, this is at least a little new because I had yeah. just been thinking like, okay, it's always Akira Tozawa. It's always our truth. And then uh, I forget who else they always have in this, but it's always usually the same people. But it's just, it's this, but it, it's not that great when you have them always do the same exact thing though. And they all win the exact same way though. 
I did feel bad for the ring announcer because he was just like trying to get like names out. He was like, so-and-so has won the 24-7 title. So-and-so. And then one part, he didn't even get through like the full entire name because they were switching so fast. And then, you know, Reggie ends up with it back in the end. So I was like, okay, cool. I, I think for a second, I would have liked it if one of the announcers would have stayed with it for like a little bit longer, but it wouldn't have made sense because they have to do the broadcast and then they would easily get the title taken off of them. Yeah. I feel like I'm too negative for you, Sean. I feel like you hate everything. Like, no, I this don't. Am I being Alex? Be, no, this shouldn't be the high bar, though. You're right. This should That's not be. That's what I'm saying, Sean. This is what is, isn't this the thumbnail that you're using for yes, the show? Without that a doesn't doubt. say much. How is that the thumbnail for our show? I mean, I'm sorry. Look, I'm not gonna fake excitement. Okay, if I'm excited, I didn't ask you to fake excitement. This should not be. This should not be the high bar. This should not be like, oh, well, something different happened. It shouldn't be. That's what it's I'm saying. Just, different isn't always yes. better, Sean. This was better than a lot of stuff that I've seen them do with the 24-7 title. But the 24-7 title should be very fun all the time. It, should, it shouldn't always be roll up, roll up, roll up. I just thought in this one they they were like it did no all right. no let me take that let me let me fix what you said right now because you said it should be fun right it should be fun and cool please cool can we add that it needs to be cool you need to make it less a little bit less goofy and a little bit more cool more edgy more fun maybe add a little bit of more I don't know more behind the scenes stuff add some weapons I don't know spice it up a little bit I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be negative. Mike Lima says WWE's action this past week made Sean snap. Jam Beard says coffee crisp and crispy crunch are the best bars. Reminder guys, you can get in your humper chats at the link pasted to the top of the chat. Uh, also it's, it's a Streamlabs link. So head over there. You can also donate on YouTube if you so choose, but leave a thumbs up. It helps us a lot. Can you have a new idea, Sean, and I'm going to implement it next week. I'm going to, okay. That? Give me a second, but next week, starting next week, I'm going to make a little camel. So every time we get a, a, what is it, a humper chat? I'll like pull up the little camel. So like, you know, it'll be cute. We'll start Kinch, that next week. Kinchira said, is Byron pinning Corey the payoff to one of the longest feuds in the company? It is good banter, I think. Yeah, yeah I think it's pretty good banter. Do you see it? Do you think they'll ever reference this again? Wait, the Corey Byron Saxon thing? Yes. They should. Why shouldn't they? It's already part of now. It's already part of the history now. They should incorporate it. Every now and then, it'd be funny if like one of them, if Corey's just like, oh, yeah, well, or Byron could be like, yeah, well, I took your 24-7 championship. I don't know. They could reference it during the 24-7 segments. Bezo says, you never notice how tall the commentators are when they're sitting. Corey's a tall SOB. Jesus, Byron and Corey is long-term storytelling at its funniest. I just wish they would... I mean, I, I guess I don't know. I guess I don't really care that much if they reference it again in the future. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, eh. Ken Shearer says 24 7. Wait, division. hold on. Just go God, back. What is it, Denise? Because you punished me and you made me feel like a freaking villain because I didn't go, oh my God. So I can change my mind, Denise. Okay. So how were you? Muted. 24 7 Division 2.0 coming soon says Ken Shiro. I can't change my mind. You I just wanted my to know how you felt about you it because you made me, me. Seem, you made me seem like I was an you awful freaking human for not, not liking it. Denise, I just, 
Denise guilted me into not liking this. And then when I didn't like it, then when I didn't like it anymore. Makes me mad when you say, oh, I love this show. And then you bury the whole show. And I'm like, why are you just on it? Let's mute Denise. It is a three hour show. A three hour show. There's going to be a lot of stuff on any three hour show that I don't like at all. Just because I say I like a show doesn't mean that I'm going to go, whoa, this show rules. Everything was amazing. I can have things from each segment that I'm not going to like. Like there, there can be things about each individual segment. I can think that a match is the greatest match I've ever seen, but still say, man, I wish he would have went for a cover here. I wish the booking was a little bit different going up to it. Everybody can like and dislike different things, but still wind up liking the show in totality. I like this show because they're showing an effort to be something a little, do something a little bit different than what they've done. They, they're trying to add new people in the 24-7 division. They're getting people wins who need to have them. They're not doing rematches over and over again. That doesn't mean I'm going to like everything. I hated that everything was roll up, roll up, roll up. I love the integration of Corey Graves and Byron Saxon because at this point, it was completely harmless. All I'm saying is that whenever you don't like something, you're allowed. You're justified. Like, oh, Sean didn't like it. It's okay. But when I don't like something, it's like, oh, Denise, you're so negative and you hate everything. That's my issue, Sean. Okay. Thank you. I just wanted to get that out there. Continue on with the show. Sheldon Jackson said, thoughts on Wood's idea that winning team from Survivor Series face off for the last spots in the Rumble and the losing team face off for the first five spots. I don't like it being tied to the Royal Rumble at all because they don't plan that far ahead, Denise. There's no way they're planning two months ahead. Two and a half months ahead? No chance they're planning that. Plus, two that implies ahead. Well, I mean, for the Royal Rumble. No, but I'm saying, do you even think we would get planning two weeks ahead? <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Um, Jason says, Downer Denise probably likes Almond Joy. I like Almond Joy sometimes. Oh, ew, Almond Joy? I do not like Almond Joy. Blech. Uh, Micah Newbie says, last I'll say about the candy bars, but Mars is three musketeers plus caramel visiting in the UK and had one for the first time today. I, I mean, that's that's what a Milky Way is. A Milky Way is caramel nougat chocolate. Anakin says that you're on the right side of the history with three musketeers. I just agree. I just disagree. Anakin says, remember when the hardcore championship would change hands so many different ways other than a roll-up? Christian slammed the top of a door into Molly Holly to become champion. This is what the title should have been. Yes, I agree. Thank you. That's what I meant by like cool and edgy. Freaking spice it up, man. What do we got next? I don't trying know. To find, trying to find a spot. Oh, the women's match. Holy cow. I like this. I love this. The backstage stuff was interesting. Dewdrop got a chip on her shoulder. She's showing some attitude. Uh, she's not liking Bianca. We've got some interaction backstage. What did you think of that? Okay, so that was my whole thing that I just brought up earlier where I, this is okay. So in terms of the match, I, I know we'll talk about that in a second, but I'll just say that I, this was my favorite part of the show. But the locker room segment was a little bit 
it did none of it made sense because it didn't really lead to anything with the girls that were upset because you had what was Nikki, Dana, and somebody else. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the third person, whatever. So they were pissed off that uh, they weren't getting an opportunity. Oh, and Dewdrop, and that they, were, that they weren't given any sort of opportunity to be part of the team, right? So they were, you know, the ones that were pissed off. And then Sonya turns around and goes, well, you guys here, the ones that are already in the match, you guys get a fatal five-way. All right, cool. But what happened with the other girls who were pissed off? Nothing, nothing happened. So I did think it was a little bit dumb because they they weren't ever given a reason like, hey, this is why you're not in this. And then when yeah. Nikki Ash came out and said, I'm a former Raw Women's Champion, and then she, like, her partner's in the match. Her partner's in the match. Why isn't she in the match? She holds a championship. If anything, she should be there above Carmella, above, um, you know, uh, for example, I can't even think of anybody else right now. But anyways, like, the point is that the backstage segment did not make sense. But I loved everything that followed. This match, I loved. You're, you're. I'm right there with you. This match was included with Becky on commentary. She looks jacked, by the way. Jesus, like she's coming she out there looking like a star. It's insane. Like she, she's in such incredible shape. Worked her ass off. And throughout the match, she was throwing little jabs at Liv Morgan. Oh, like, she ah. was bearing her on commentary. Yes. I should have seen it coming. Yeah, so it's it did foreshadow it a little bit, but this match was so good, so much fun. Uh, I wish Nikki A.S.H. was in this because she's a tag champ, but we saw a lot of squaring off with Bianca and Rhea Ripley, specifically. Then you'd have Carmella, Liv, and uh, Zelina pop in there every so often, but the, the big face-offs were between those two. Dewdrop cost Bianca the match, so they're moving towards that. Um. Liv gets the win. This match got a bunch of time, as it should. I thought this kicked ass, Denise. All right, there is a lot that I love, so I'm just going to go ahead and, like, this was my favorite part on the show. This was the best thing on the show, and this was by far the best thing that they did today. Um, Okay, so the things that I did like, Obviously, you just mentioned right now Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. I loved any time they had any sort of exchange in the ring. We saw it right at the top, and then we saw it play out through the rest of the match. The only thing that I do not recall, I do not recall commentary, though, at all at any point. And I maybe I didn't, maybe I missed it, but I do not recall them bringing up that they were the final two in the Royal Rumble. And that was the one thing where I was like, they should hit that. They should be talking about the fact that these two women have history in the sense that they were the two final women in the Royal Rumble. Like they should have brought that up. So I was a little bit bummed that they didn't bring that up, especially when you saw um, Bianca and Rhea have that like, you know, face off. Becky Lynch on commentary when she was saying Liv ain't winning nothing and she just kept burying Liv Morgan. I didn't see that as foreshadowing because unfortunately they've been like screwing Liv Morgan left and right. So I was thinking along the lines of Liv ain't winning nothing. Uh, we saw a really nice and cigarette kick from Liv Morgan. And even like towards the end, you saw her really pick up the steam during this like tour, especially towards the latter end of this match, because I, I mean, I, obviously, you know, she knew that she was gonna you know win this match but you really saw her pick up the momentum so i really did like that um i love bianca tossing zelina into all of the women and then i think it was bianca i think it was bianca 
Was she the one that like just smashed Carmela's face into the commentary table? Whatever. I like that spot yeah. too. That spot was good. Uh, the doubt, the, the double power bomb from Bianca, uh, with Liv and Zelina, that was really good too. So a lot of they showcased, you know, a lot of that strength from Bianca Belair. And then um again, Liv and Rhea towards the end for the finish. That was fun. And then Liv getting the win. I, like I saw it happening and I almost didn't register it. Like I was like, oh shoot, Liv Morgan got the win. Oh damn. For some reason, I just did not expect her to get the win here. I just, I really, I- truly did it. I just wish they would have given her wins leading up to this, like ever. Like she, she should have been winning like the last couple of months. She did get wins. It's just the problem is that they then took them back from her by yeah. having her be essentially 50, 50 books with her and Carmella because they did give her some wins, unfortunately. And then they mm. were giving her wins before the money in the bank. They just un- completely unraveled all that other stuff. So they were like 50, 50 booking her. Bezos says, I was going to say they don't have enough women, but they gave Natty like 16 qualifying matches last year before she qualified. Nerd Guru says, Raw was okay. Love the women's match. Bianca and Rhea need to be the main event feud. The next version of Becky versus Sasha, but this company stinks. So, uh, yeah, this gave me a lot of optimism for Bianca and Rhea in the future. Holy crap. For the women as a whole, because just the fact that they yeah. already set up Bianca and Dewdrop, normally we wouldn't have anything being set up for the future. And we got that here. Nerd Guru says, I got to shout out how much I love Becky being so comfortable with her body postpartum. She looks so proud and healthy and gorgeous. You love to see it. Yeah, good on her. Uh, Orlando says the women's five-way match was great. They set up Liv versus Becky, Bianca versus Piper, and the women's tag match, Zelina Carmella versus Rhea and Nikki. Um, I, I don't have much of an interest in seeing Zelina and Carmella against Rhea and Nikki, but they've already set that up in the past because they beat Nia, Rhea and Nikki. So, I mean, that, that was set up. So, sure, fine. And Zelina has been on a hot streak of late. So, I you know, at least it's something. But I wish they wouldn't have had her lose out heading into... Queen Queen's Crown or whatever the hell it's called. Normie Summers says three hours, only one women's match. It's like they fired everyone. Well, this was a very, very long one. I'll let it slide tonight. Did did that? It was the best thing on the show, so I'm not going to complain. It was the best thing on the show. All the women got time. Uh, I would say like this to me did more for the women than doing like two two minute segments. (laughs) Macho man Normie Summers says three hours, only one women's match. It's like they fired everyone. Also, I agree with Ricochet. Uh, no qualifying matches for Survivor Series. Obviously, I'd not read the second half. I wish there were qualifying matches. Just make it more important. Monet Sanders says, Becky mentioned Rhea so much in commentary. It makes me wonder if we get that soon. I hope Rhea takes her title. Hopefully Mania. I loved Rhea. Bianca tease as well. I need that match. I think um, if you have the opportunity, especially in light of recent events, Denise, if you have the opportunity to do the four horsewomen headlining night one of WrestleMania, night two of WrestleMania, I think you got to take that. Because after recent events, you do it now. They, They messed up by never having the Shield main event of WrestleMania. They should have all three done that. I think you do this while you have it. I think that should be the main event. I feel like too much stuff are always being saved and they're being saved and saved and like, but then there's nothing else taking that, taking its place. So I feel like if you want to, you should. 
or if you have the opportunity yeah. to do so now, you should. Ian says, here late, but hail Miss Mama ain't raised no... B- <laughs> you know, I did call my mom. Oh, and man. I told her, I was like, mom. <laughs> and I told her what was going on. <laughs> man. Let's see, where do we got? Oh, we got a super chat from Orlando Arrego saying, I can see Kevin Owens added the WWE title picture. Maybe his last WWE match will be at day one pay-per-view. Oh, he's contracted through the end of the month there. So he's going to, he's going to January. Yeah. He's going to continue working through there. They're not going to have him finish up a month early. Okay. So he's got through the end of just January. He does get through the end of January. Oh, main event, Denise. But we had the Seth Big E KO promo that kicked things off. How'd you feel? All right. So was this the part that happened in the first three minutes of Raw? Because I missed that. Uh, Yes. Okay. Well, I missed that part, unfortunately. Because, (laughs) yeah, I just caught the latter end of it where they were sitting next to each other. I think it was uh, Kevin Owens and uh, freaking uh, Big E. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes. Like I just caught like the end of yes. that. And then I caught Seth Rollins's actual promo where yeah, I did catch Seth Rollins's promo. Never mind. I did catch that portion of the show. Um in terms of like that, I didn't really think there was honestly that much to say. Like we've had I, I mean, I did like the people chanting you look stupid. That was perfectly fine, but in terms of the story, all right, cool. It led to this match with Kevin Owens. I'm happy about that. But other than that, I just didn't really feel like there's really that much to say about this promo, in my opinion, unless I missed something. Well, there's something to say about your delicious breakfast, Denise. Magicspoon.com. Use that code FIGHTFUL. Magic Spoon is so freaking delicious, Denise. Wake up to it every day. 13, 14 grams of protein. Low carb. GMO free. Got all the flavors you love. Sounds delicious. <sighs> you know, delicious. when when mama wasn't raising no little bee, you got to eat all the cereals that you wanted, all the flavors that you wanted. But when you get older, you realize, uh-oh, stuff's not that great for you. But Magic Spoon is. It's wonderful for you. Keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, like I mentioned. 140 calories a serving. All the flavors you love. They got that cookies and cream and maple waffle back permanently. They sold out 
extremely quickly in their limited time run. And now if you go to magicspoon.com slash Fightful, grab a custom bundle of cereal, try it today. Use our promo code Fightful to save $5 off your order. My favorite thing about this is it fills you up with one serving. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. It's a good time. The, the finish of the main event, was that a good time, Denise? Because I'm not keen on countouts. All right. So the entire match itself, I love. Like, I loved all of the, you know, the chops from Kevin Owens. I thought that was pretty fun. I like that kick to the groin from uh, Kevin Owens to Seth Rollins. I like both guys doing frog splashes uh, back to back. Uh, the fisherman suplex was fun, too. Um, the count oh, and the power, the power bomb from Kevin Owens right before that, but the, uh, actual count out itself. Um, I don't know why I sort of seen it coming. I just expected for some reason, I just didn't think that's how the match was going to end. And then it did. And I was like, all right, well, there you go. But everything that happened afterwards, okay. It makes sense. You have Kevin Owens essentially going, you know, mad. All right. I like all of that. But so I'm thinking, okay, I don't like the count out, but I'm thinking, all right, well, maybe to get to what they did towards the end, I get it. But I wasn't necessarily a fan of it, especially given the fact that this was a really good match. And it was my second favorite match on of the night. I, I hate the count out finish, but I think for here where they're setting it up for Kevin Owens to attack Big E, like I get it. Now, Kevin Owens had spent the whole day trying to convince people that that this was something that meant a lot to him. And I believe that based on his character, Denise, because he's referenced it in tons of promos in the past. Like, he is, he's talked about this in a lot of his stuff. He's like, I've done stuff I'm not proud of, done stuff I'm not proud of. What do you think his explanation will be next week? That he actually, this is just who he is? He's going to say, I did stuff that I wasn't proud of. And I tried to find a new, I tried to move forward. But you people did not believe me. (laughs) That is exactly what we're going to get. You people did not believe me. And this is why blah, blah, blah. Finish was interesting. I'm, I'm, I am interested in it. I just don't know where it's going to go, and I'm not confident that it'll go somewhere good. But I think that if Kevin Owens and Big E have anything to say about it, it will. Isaiah says, thoughts on Tamina joining the bloodline? Well, she's on Raw. Thank you to Luis for noting that because I didn't even know she was on Raw at this point, Denise. Shoot, I don't think I knew that either, to be honest. And I've seen the the draft list like a hundred times and I completely forgot. Um, but in terms of I still want to go back to this like uh Kevin Owens, you know, biggie thing. Uh, do you think, based on what we know so far, do you think that this could be Kevin Owens's last match, last feud with Biggie, sort of like his swan song if he does decide to leave WWE? Because I think um, it could be. I think this could be like his last big story if he were to decide to leave. It's just a guess. Yeah, I think this is his last big story if he leaves. If he leaves. It feels like it. 
Her guru says, kind of crazy that Survivor Series 2019, the best one in, in recent memory, is now pretty much erased from history. So much of that card is not there now. Yeah, it is wild to look back at it because that was when they were in key talent hoarding mode, Denise, and it looked like... The 2019 were... Survivor Series card? Yeah. Oh, man, I need to go look at that. But, I mean, they were in talent hoarding mode even then. And things change and now they're not and people like Nia Jax that we thought wouldn't be released are released oh man I don't even want to read all the names oh man sorry I just pulled up the list right now and I'm like what oh man where's our last super chat at Brent Lockman says no one in the industry does that dead-eyed all humanity is gone murder face better than Kevin Owens hopefully soon to be Steen uh, I'm going to have some more news, hopefully, on on that situation in the coming weeks, if I can find any out. It's being played close to the vest. But, Denise, what do you got going on? I'll see you this weekend, yeah? No. No, you won't, Sean. I'm going to spend the entire week avoiding you. It's going to be great. Denise doesn't have to plug anything. FightfulSelect.com. Please subscribe. Have an update on Switchblade Jay White's contract status. WWE AEW interest that goes live tomorrow, but it's up on select now. And I'm going to have a lot of juicy news on fightful select this week. Okay, Denise, what's up? Thank you. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo, Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Speak now pro wrestling on F4W on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. This Thursday, I have a prediction show with Lance storm. That's going to be very fun. That's going to be on Thursday, 1 PM Pacific standard time. Um, I think I got everything. Oh, and AEW full gear. I'll be there. Guys. Oh, we've got a we've got a full, full week for you guys. Prediction show at 1 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, we're gonna have the Jay White interview at noon tomorrow night, NXT, Wednesday. Listen, your boy, I think. Check out the edition I did with Sugar Dunkerton. That was so, so good. Uh, then Thursday, of course, the distraction. Friday, we got an AEW interview, hopefully. Post uh, SmackDown, post AEW. Saturday is Grapsity. Then Saturday night, full gear. We're also going to be doing scrum stuff as well. Zach Schimmel says, I feel like every year they make the Survivor Series feel less and less like a big four pay-per-view. Denise, it seems like they're leaning more into um, Money in the Bank as a big four now. It's a stadium show. Yeah. Well, I was going to say Survivor Series definitely does not feel nowhere near as big as like Money in the Bank did, which isn't even saying a lot, to be honest, because even then I didn't really feel like that one was too big either. But I think in comparison, damn. Guys, I want to thank you all so much for all the support. This week was a, a rough one to cover with all the releases and stuff. Uh, support those people. Uh, send them some love. Leave us a thumbs up. Until next time, guys, we're out. Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money.